Welcome to Serious Answers to Stupid Questions with Blake Ebarzabel. I'm Blake Ebarzabel. Now you may have heard that there are no stupid questions. I remember hearing this several times from teachers when I was growing up. As I've grown older, I've learned that that's not true. There actually are stupid questions. They are real. People ask them all the time. But... What I would like to explore with this podcast is what if we took those stupid questions seriously? What if I do a little research and look up real answers to these dumb, stupid questions? Now, you may have a stupid question that you would like answered. You can go ahead and leave it on my Facebook group, Stupid Question Repository. And I may attempt to answer your stupid question on this podcast. I would like to thank you for tuning in. And thank you to all the people who left a question at my Facebook group, Stupid Question Repository. On with the show. Carrie B. writes... When I was the box office manager for the Sanger Theater, someone asked, What time does the 2 o'clock matinee start? Well, this customer may actually be asking in a very poorly worded fashion, Is this show expected to be late, or on time, or even early? This customer might also just be asking, uh, What time should they be there to see the show on time? like considering standing in line, finding your seat, or whatever else it is that may happen between arriving at the theater and actually getting to see the show. Now, I know whenever I go out to see a show, if I'm early or on time, the show will be late, often significantly late, like 30 minutes or more. If I'm late, however, the show's going to be on time or early, and I'll miss something. Now, it's also possible this, this person is asking this question because the, they're confused by the word matinee. They may not know what it means. Well, a matinee is a noun of French origin, which originally was used in reference to the morning time. But in the 19th century, it started to refer to a performance in a theater that took place in the daytime. Later on, Movies would adopt the same word to use it in the same way. So, technically, a 2 o'clock matinee could be a show that happens at 2 o'clock in the morning. However, most parts of the world, 2 o'clock in the morning does not happen during daylight hours unless you're in a place like Svalbard, Norway. Between the days of April 19th and August 23rd, because during those times of the year, the sun does not set. Now, the Sanger Theater is in New Orleans, Louisiana, which does not not experience that. Uh, There, you would not consider 2 o'clock in the morning to be daytime hours. 
It's pretty dark at 2 o'clock in the morning, any time of the year, in New Orleans, Louisiana. It would likely be uh, 2 o'clock matinee in New Orleans, would likely be in reference to an afternoon show, and it would happen at 1,400 hours. Or it's, uh, it's equivalent to 1,900 hours Greenwich Mean Time. Uh, now let's keep in mind that the o'clock part means according to the clock. So this is why we use, well, we'll say 2 o'clock and not 14 o'clock, because most clocks don't go past 12. None of that really matters in a city like New Orleans, because in that city, time is irrelevant anyway. So, when does the 2 o'clock matinee start at a theater in New Orleans, Louisiana? Well, it really just starts either when you get there, or the performers are ready to begin. Whichever happens last. Shannon Hollihan writes... In quotes, did it hurt, dot, 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 when you fell from heaven? This type of question is known as a pickup line. Pickup lines are intended to start a conversation with a complete stranger that will lead to an activity that could result in procreation, but hopefully without procreation as the final outcome. Some boys are taught from an early age that getting to perform the horizontal waltz is the most important thing in life, and it is also important to do so with as many different people as possible. The irony in this is that, while the guys are expected to insert their wiggle worm in as many tunnels as they can find, the ladies are expected to stay untouched until marriage. The men live in a delusion that they are the only guy, or at least the first guy, to do this private activity with this female that they just met. They are also delusional in believing that the pickup line works and that they don't come across as creepy in any way. These males believe that they can swap haploid cells with anyone they choose as long as they say the right things. Sadly, the type of person that uses pickup lines these days would also be the type to have a rope and duct tape collection in the trunk of their car, or more likely in the back of their van. Ladies, if a guy you don't know or just met tries a pickup line on you, then you should immediately call the police and let them know that a possible serial killer is trying to kidnap you. But let's dive deeper into this particular pickup line and what it means. By asking about your fall from heaven, he is implying that you are a spirit in the employ of a god, or at least that you once were. By implying that you are a fallen angel, he is inadvertently saying that you are kicked out of heaven and are no longer an angel, much like, much like how the Christians say that the devil was once an angel, but was fired by God and then fell from heaven. So when a stranger asks you if it hurt when you fell from heaven, they are actually not calling you an angel, but rather an evil demon. We still must ask if falling even hurts. It turns out 
that falling itself doesn't hurt. It's the stop at the end of the fall that might hurt. But if you fall from a great enough height, like heaven, you won't likely get to feel the pain, as you would be dead on impact. If you were a spiritual being, as this question of falling from heaven suggests, then it is not likely that the impact would kill you, for the same reason that it also would not hurt you. So the short answer to this question is no. It doesn't hurt to fall from heaven, because you would either die from hitting the earth, or you would feel nothing, because you are literally a fallen angel who cannot experience pain. Although, one notable exception is Vesna Vlavic, who, in 1972, was the sole survivor of a bomb placed on an airplane that fell 30,000 feet. As the flight attendant, she was trapped by a food cart in the fuselage, which may be what saved her life. Also, the plane landed on a heavily wooded area on a snowy mountainside in Czechoslovakia, which possibly further helped her situation. Eric Day posted a cartoon of a guy on a toilet. The caption says, Deep thought. Why is spicy the only flavor my butt can detect? Why can't I eat pancakes and then 14 hours later be like, Ooh, pancakes again. Well, first off, spicy is not actually a flavor. We commonly call it one, and even I have been known to say that my favorite flavor is pain. The truth is that spicy is a sensation of pain, and not of taste. Flavors are salty, sweet, sour, bitter, and umami, also known as savory. Flavors are associated with activating the taste buds, or the gustatory cells. When I was a child, it was taught that certain areas of the tongue de detected certain flavors, but that has been since disproven. These special cells, the gustatory cells, exist on the tongue, cheek, soft palate, epiglottis, and upper esophagus. But that is it. Taste buds do not exist anywhere else on your body. That is why your butt cannot taste your poop. So what is spicy then? And if my butt can't actually taste it, then why does it feel that way? Well, the sensation of spicy is commonly caused by the chemical capsaicin, but there are a limited number of other food-based chemicals that cause the same sensation, like pepperine or piperine which is found in black pepper. Capsaicin, however, is found in chili peppers and is often the ingredient that makes food insanely spicy because it's usually chili peppers we will use in excess. Capsaicin activates a pain receptor known as a TRPV1 receptor or a TRPV1 pain receptor. It does not activate the taste buds. TRPV1 is short for Transient Receptor Potential Cation Channel Subfamily V-Member 1, the V standing for Vanilloid Receptor. This pain receptor is also called the Capsaicin Receptor for its extreme association with spicy foods. This receptor is also activated by alcohol, 
And it's meant to sense things like heat and help regulate your body temperature through that. This pain ex receptor exists throughout the entire digestive system, including the anus. Capsaicin does not always completely digest in humans. Some may be absorbed and some may break down. But if enough peppers are ingested, the system becomes overwhelmed and capsaicin high fives as many trip V1 pain receptors as it can on its way through and out of the long wet slide that is the intestines until it reaches the anus for its final goodbye. This is an experience I am quite familiar with as I love spicy food and sink out painful experiences. Among pepperheads, there is a saying, you can train your mouth, but you can't train your butt. This is why your butt can't taste, but does get to experience spicy. Speaking of spicy foods, it so happens that I also produce hot sauce. Eberzabel's pepper sauces may be purchased online at eberzabelsliveSauces.com for $10 each, which includes shipping. All of my sauces contain a combination of peppers, fruits, and vegetables, and are naturally lacto-fermented. This gives my sauces a more flavorful experience than most other hot sauces. My hottest hot sauce is Blue Heat, which features ghost peppers and blueberries. Currently, I am giving a free Mellow Mild to every order because I made too much of this wonderful sauce made from peaches and carrots and Fresno peppers. So please visit eberzabelsliveSauces.com and purchase a bottle today or tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in to my first episode of Serious Answers to Stupid Questions. If you have a stupid question that you would like to have answered, go ahead and leave it at my Facebook group, Stupid Question Repository. I would like to thank all the people that did leave a stupid question at the Stupid Question Repository. I will be getting to as many of them as I can, as they are very, very good questions. This show was completely produced by me uh, using the Anchor app. And I would just like to remind everybody that just because you may think that a question is stupid doesn't mean that you can't answer it with seriousness. <laughs>